This is MMA Torch editor Jamie Pennick, and I'm joined once again by our weekly guest from the Ultimate Fighter Season 9. It is Demarcus Johnson. Demarcus, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing very well. Uh, well, Demarcus, we had uh, a lot more from you on this week, this last week's episode of the Ultimate Fighter, uh, and we got a little uh, prank war going, even if it was a little one-sided. Uh, but uh, we definitely can be thankful that it wasn't um, anything to do with bodily fluids. You guys thankfully cut that out right off the bat. But um, we get, uh, you know, uh, Team UK training to start off the show. And uh, Bisping, of course, talking about how he doesn't think it's possible for your team to train any harder than they were. Uh, we we got some of uh, you guys uh, training as well. And um, how, how do you think they, they showed – the training camps here, and uh, do you think you guys were fairly represented up against uh, the Team UK from this week? Uh, we were fairly represented, but I mean, it was still kind of, uh, it was still a little, little more geared towards the UK training sessions. I felt just because, well, the UK guys were training a lot harder because they've been sitting around a lot longer, as far as like recovery time from their fights and whatnot. Everybody everybody that was on our that was that was there was I mean, had a pretty pretty tough fight. I mean, I was beat up, uh freaking Cameron was a little beat up. Frankie was a little beat up. He was a little loopy still and I don't I don't think I think with the mandatory rest period that like the state of Nevada gives you he wasn't cleared to fight. That's why that's why Mark. We kind of had to go with Mark. Not yeah. That, not that that was you know anything that he didn't want to do. We all wanted to fight, but physically, yeah, we weren't we weren't able to push. But you know, it's all right. Well, let's talk about that. You guys obviously had the first choice there. How did Dan go about picking that? Is that something you guys uh, really talked over, or was it more Dan's decision at the end? Yeah, we talked about it a lot, and. Uh, and, I mean, it was kind of one of those just, I couldn't fight because I was still pretty sore from my fight with uh, with Ray Albee. My, my leg was, my leg and my knee were kind of swollen and so was my hands. So, I, I wasn't able to fight. And it was just kind of like an attrition thing. Uh, Pierce, I think, did something to his ankle or something. I think he, I think he hurt his foot kicking burger. Dollar, Dollar was not really ready to fight either. He's still kind of beat up from his fight. Everybody had pretty tough fights. And I mean, Mark had a tough fight too, but he was still, he was ready to go the most out of any of us really. And so, we and had, so was Richie. Yeah. So we, we had, uh, uh, Mark Miller going up against Nick, uh, Sipchik and, uh, Oh, Sipchak. Oh, Sipchak. Yeah. Something like that. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, how did uh, how did your decision making go in choosing the opponent? Did Mark get a a say in that, or again was that something that was more on uh, on Dan? That was that was more on Dan. Yeah, and Dan just felt most comfortable with you know with no with with Mark Miller's. Uh, he's kind of like a he fights a lot like a pit bull, just in your face and constantly throwing and punches hard. So. He felt he felt really confident in Mark's abilities to beat Nick, and I mean, 
I mean, that was definitely a winnable fight for Mark, too. I mean, and it wasn't a bad showing on his part, either. I mean, really, it was just one of those things. He got he got head kicked. I mean, it happens in our game. Yeah, absolutely. I think even, I mean, we'll get more into the fight in, in just a little bit, but I think even in the loss, he definitely opened up some eyes on the U.K. team with what they were saying about him. Uh, he definitely showed more of an aptitude on the ground than I think they were expecting coming in, and uh, he was able to definitely not only hold his own but get it back to the feet in that fight. Yeah. Um, but before we got there, we uh, had you guys coming into the gym, and um, you know Bisping's gone on record talking about how he was intentionally trying to goad uh, Henderson throughout the season as much as he possibly could. Uh, to try to get into it a little bit, and um, I liked I liked Dan's comment here where he's just talking about uh, being nonchalant about it and how uh, he likes to shut him up with his fist, and that's what he'll do yeah. come July. So um, you guys, he had kind of the nonchalant approach, and then we still got this um, growing tension between you and Bisping on the show, uh, and um, we get our first prank of the year as uh, of the season as you. Um, right on one of the UK shirts that was found in a common area. Um, I've, I've seen differing takes on this with people complaining about it, uh, about the writing on clothes stuff, and my take on it is if it was made clear that it's in um, a common area and it's not something that's completely ruining anything, I, I think it's fair game. And I, I think you wrote in your blog this week that uh, is kind of a military thing with that. Uh, just explain your take on, on, on the whole uh the the whole prank thing and the US one US two to nothing. It it was just uh, an ongoing thing to kind of keep you know things in the house friendly. Like the last thing you were, I mean, it's already uncomfortable enough living with somebody that you're gonna you know try and hurt. So I mean, it, I I started it more just as like a you know, you know keeping things kind of you know fun. I mean, it was when I was when living in the barracks in the military. That kind of stuff would happen all the time. <laughs> and it was just one of those, oh, it was kind of like a big brother deal. Kind of like, oh, you got me good. I'll, I'll get you back. That's that's all that was. I think they they kind of blew it out of proportion. I think people on the Internet are taking it a little a little too serious because I, I've talked to Ross about his wrestling shoes, and Faulkner's a, a big prank player himself. So, I mean... I think everybody was is taken like that, a little ultra serious. I mean, at the time, I didn't think it was funny, but I knew he would afterwards. And that's well, and and of course, you're going to get reactions when guys are in the gym and and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, it just it, they just need to turn around and find something that Team US has laid around and, and get their revenge that way. And, and, just, and they do. And they do. So, uh, it, I mean, despite this thing wanting them to. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's one of those things where I mean, it wasn't any. I it wasn't like you know Ed Herman pissing on somebody's headgear or you know anything like that. I mean, it was a magic marker on some wrestling shoes, and it's not like you know I tore the sole out of the shoe or you know I didn't damage the shoe in any way, and that's why I don't think I don't think people really understand how how harmless it really was, but. Everybody wants to make me out to be this super childish whatever because I am having a little fun with the UK guys, seriously. And and I, I took it as completely 
good-natured ribbing throughout the whole thing. I mean, it's it's a thing where at least you guys are not going to extremes with your pranks here. It's not like you're, uh, like you said, you're not at Herman pissing in someone's headgear. You're not doing anything um, that's actually going to hurt the other person. Writing on someone's stuff is not going to damage them. Yeah, and and, and since then, the, the, the wrestling boots have been framed and hung in the gym. So, I mean, it kind of just turned into something fun, kind of pretty much what it was intended to do. So so everybody that so everybody out there that's taking it super serious can just relax cuz not even Ross was really pissed off about it. Um and that's all you need to know on that. If if, if that guy is not going to be upset about it, no one else has really a right to be. <laughs> yeah. Plain and simple. You would think I wrote on everybody's wrestling shoes. <laughs> uh your thoughts on the fight here the uh, Mark Miller against uh Nico Sipchak. We had the first round really back and forth, you know. Um, Bisping and uh, the rest of their team were trying to tell Nick uh, that they thought it was best to get Mark to the ground. And Nick had a very good strategy going into his uh, first fight where he fought uh, Southpaw, which he's not naturally, and didn't show a lot of stuff that he would end up using in this fight. I thought that was a very good strategy on this part because, you know, really – Dan only had the the fights available to him uh, to view for for scouting Nick on this, so I thought that was a uh, good job on his part to set up for this first fight. Obviously, can't do that for every fight going forward, but um, that would come to play as uh, you know they showed Mark being told in training, you know, Nick's kicks aren't that strong, they're not that great, and what happens? Left his arm down and got hit with a kick. I mean, like that's just. That was also kind of, I don't know, I, I didn't really agree with being able to let Bisbing watch our fights to get into the house because that was kind of a key factor in that whole fight was, I mean, if the, if you get to if you get to scout them and the information's fresh, of course, but, I mean, Henderson watched their fights, what, like two, three weeks prior, and, yeah, that's that was just kind of, that was just kind of garbage to me, but, I mean... It didn't really matter because I mean, the fight was, the fight was the fight. So I mean, I think it was just one of those things where it was kind of, it was just really a well put together game plan by Bisping. That's really what happened. Well, and, and Mark still, I mean, he held his own, and he he looked a couple of times like he had a ch- chance to win the fight too. And you know, that's why you fight the fights. It doesn't matter what your game plan is if it doesn't come to fruition. So, I, I mean, they were both in there and had a really good fight. Second round kind of stalled until they got it to the feet again, and um, he just got caught. And uh, talk about how he was after, because clearly they showed uh, definite signs of a concussion with him getting sick in the back and uh, just definitely being out of it. It was kind of a nasty kick to the head. Um, uh, how was he doing, and uh, was he able to recover soon enough after that? Yeah, yeah, I mean, of course, anytime. <laughs> Anytime your brain gets rattled around like that, you're probably going to throw up a little bit. So, <laughs> been there. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. After after the fight, though, he he was all right. I mean, I mean, Mark's Mark's a fighter's fighter. So, I mean, he just kind of took it in stride. He was like, "All right, you got me this one. I'll get you the next one." Kind of guy. So, I mean, that's what I love about Mark is he's a fighter's fighter. I'm sure. 
I don't know why he hasn't been on camera as much because every time I'm being retarded, he was he was somewhere in the close vicinity being retarded with me. But but it's well, all right. And and he's still got a silver lining here because he's still got you know the five weeks training with uh, the f- five more weeks training with Henderson and then most likely a fight on the uh, the finale to to get a chance to you know keep a job with the UFC. I mean, that yeah. seems to be the theme that they've gone with is, you know, you, you, you're staying in the house to train and, uh, you know, have a good showing of yourself at the finale and, and we're going to keep you around. So yeah. it, it's not like it's over for him yet. It's disappointing for sure, but um, I, I, I'm sure he was still uh, around and, like you said, being retarded with you the whole way through. Yeah, yeah definitely. Um. <laughs> they teased us with uh, the fact that we've got two fights coming up uh, next week, and they also hinted at some team unity with uh, the U.K. building up and uh, kind of going the opposite way for, for your team. Um, it, were they hyping that up a little too much on this one, or uh, what do we have to no, look forward to on Wednesday? No, that was actually, that was actually pretty accurate as far as the, the personality differences are, you know, what, what made – our team, like, what is what made Team USA gelling so hard, like, coming together as a team. That's what made it really, really hard. And, I mean, and you'll see on this next episode especially, and we'll get into that, our next conversation. But, uh, uh, yeah, it, and, I mean, it's like if you were to take, if you were to take, you know, eight U.S. guys and put them in the U.K., we would have been just as tight over there as they were here. I mean, they they kind of said that, you know, the U.S. guys have egos and we're posers or whatever. I assure you that everybody on the U.S. team is not a poser. They are <laughs> they are fighters in every sense of the word. And trust me, when, when you watch the show, I mean, like us or hate us, Frank, Cameron, me, freaking Meat Missile, freaking <laughs> Richie, we're all... We're all fighters, fighters. Santino, we all are. Well, except for one of us, but you'll figure that out. <laughs> well, DeMarcus, uh, I thank you once again. Is there anything uh, last to add before we uh, wrap up this week, before we head into Wednesday? Uh, Nope, just keep watching the show and reading my blog on MMA Junkie and hit me up on Facebook or MySpace, whatever. We can be friends or pretend <laughs> to be friends, whatever. <laughs> all right. All right, I'm going to go train now. I'll talk to you guys in a little bit. Yeah, I'll talk to you next week. Bye.